Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important, and these products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. See what we did there? So save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code FRATCHAT for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And we're recording right now. Yes. <laughs> I know I just made that voice. I made it sound like uh, I was coming from the crypt. Welcome to Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> that sounds like my Aunt Verna. She's a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what two packs a day will do to you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude. Dude. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris... Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Project Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Mom? Oh, I'm doing okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> what's up, man? I'm great. Well, today I'm okay, I guess is technically a good day because you guys had your lame-ass 4th of July, and that's why Simo is feeling so bored because it's like, you know... Pfft. Boring, but today is the 5th of July, brother, which is Venezuela's Independence Day. So it's where all the real shit goes down. And you guys have your little sparklers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we have live gunshots in the streets, son, because that's oh, really? what kind of life we did. But actually, one thing that are legal there are fireworks. So we would have, I remember when I was a kid, we'd let go of these fucking, shoot off these fireworks in my lawn. That would, like, the as tall as I was. So, like, three feet fireworks. <laughs> like the size of my penis? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. That. But they were very skinny, too, so exactly like your penis. Oh, great. <laughs> it looks like, you know, like the Guinness Book of World Record nail holders, the, the really long nails that just start curling because they just look so yeah. like, brittle. It's like my dick so makes a really good back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is, this is one-third of it right here. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the 4th of July barbecue, you need help flipping them burgers? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were lucky that uh, that's one thing that at least we had was epic fireworks. So I remember moving to America and then my friends were like, dude, we're going to blow off fireworks in my backyard for the 4th of July. And I was like so excited. And I saw that. I was like, the fuck, America? Like, what? I expect a better of you guys, all right? You go around bombing every country in the world. You're telling me that this is the best you can do? Like, come on. There's, yeah. I've seen I've seen more gunpowder in your fucking schools, America. Get out of here. Fourth of July fireworks. They're not wrong. Where's the lie? You know, it's funny because <laughs> your friends are probably like, check out this really cool King Cobra action and they light it and you're like that's a turd yeah that is a moving live turd you know what i'm talking about right 
those yep. things. Yep, yep. That's what Man, they're like these are these are fireworks. You're like that's a sparkler. <laughs> Literally, I remember throwing them at people, and they don't hurt. Like you can like get hit with a sparkler, and nothing happens to you. You just like run after people and chase them. Yeah, it's the lamest. I mean, but they're cute at weddings. Not gonna lie. Oh, I never thought about that. A sparkler at the wedding is kind of cute. Even though, like, the bride's like, help, you let my dress on fire. Ah! And then, you know, it's a whole thing. Like, you're only going to wear it today anyway. You already got right. your pictures taken, so right. what's the problem? Dramatic, bitch. <laughs> um, I have a random question for you. I'll have a random you, answer then. Do you have laundry in your building? I have a horse. Get it? Because you asked me a random question, so I gave you a random answer. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have. We have. I, I was like, is it like, like twenty horsepower motor in your so washer have, dryer, yeah, or maybe we, it's a washer dryer combo called the horse? I don't know. We have a washer dryer in the basement, but you have to get quarters for it. Uh, and so it's honestly like I have to do laundry right now because I need to. Now I've, Julie and I joined the gym again, so. You know, when you work out at home, you don't care if you fucking stand. You can reuse your shorts or whatever. But, like, when you're going to the gym, I don't want to be that guy, you know, the treadmill wafting away to the person next to me who's like, who is this disgusting <laughs> person? Because you don't forget people like that. I don't forget people like that. So I know other people are like, fuck, I'm stuck next to Stinky again on this fucking <laughs> yeah, treadmill. Dude. Now, do you wear this Snoopy shirt at the gym? Uh, no, this is actually a post-gym shirt right here that I'm Lucka. Luca, uh, Luca, Italy. Actually, uh, my mom went uh, for my brother's wedding, and I was unable to. But uh, yeah, she brought me this little souvenir, which is kind of nice. She knows I like uh, good old Snoop, the real did, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> did you get a Sprint hat in the mail? A Sprint hat? A Sprint hat? The hell is a, from Sprint, the cell phone company? I don't know. Yeah, I got it. I just sent this from one of our sponsors. I didn't order it. What the I'll fuck show is you. that? No. It's this hat. It's for running. And what? it says it's from Sprint's Brooklyn Unisex Running Hat. Oh. Did they leave a note? Nope. I just think like, a sponsor. Here's a hat. <laughs> yeah, but the packaging's pretty cool, right? Look at the inside. Yeah, that was a cool hat. Sprints. Oh, I get it. Like you're sprinting. Yeah, duh. What? Oh my God, that makes sense. Okay. So anyway, I asked you about your laundry because I was wondering when you are waiting for the laundry and your neighbors aren't timing their shit, what is the appropriate time to wait before you put their soggy wet clothes on top of the washer and then you use the washer? Or what is an appropriate time to wait before you take their dry clothes out and you put it on top of the dryer before you put your wet clothes in the dryer? I would say like 40 minutes. 40. Okay. Because, you know, let's say I, sometimes, I just don't always set a freaking remember to set a timer, but I'll be like within five to 10 minutes because you kind of remember, okay, I put it in around this time. So, you know what I mean? You're like, you kind of can gauge. But if you're that jackass that goes to fucking do like God knows what while their laundry's in there and just doesn't give a shit, then fuck you, dude. Like you, I was wondering out. about that. You know, forty minutes. If I forget about my laundry, my <laughs> assumption is that someone took it out and they put it on top of the dryer. Yeah, and like, it is what absolutely. It is. And I would feel like a jackass. I'd be like, I am a jerk. I deserve to have my underwear peed on. Like literally. Like it's not like yeah. So forty minutes. 
good time. Fuck well, someone was was stomping around all upset because I put their shit on top of the dryer, and I was like, whatevs. Because I gave it 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, so there you go. You were even better than me. And like, yeah, like how I went from 40, I did 40 instead of 45, but 45 is all I felt like to me, like at that point, like, shh, you're just taking too long. Those extra five minutes now from 40 to 45, you piss me off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like now I'm doing something to your laundry where I'm like, really, really going to make me for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes, 40 minutes. I'm like, really? Like, okay. You know, 40 minutes, but, but then you get to 45, like, really? You wait, you wait. 45 minutes, man. You're a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> yeah. So, nah, nah. We have one, two, three, four, five, six units. Each unit has either three or four bedrooms. And there's only one washer, one dryer. Ooh. So y'all better get your shit together. Yeah. Stop playing games. Uh, yeah, that's fucked. At least we have two and two. But that actually reminds me, uh, I think some of the new units... Because uh, basically what happened to my, you know, you've been to my building. It's quite old. But in mm-hmm. the, during the quarantine, uh, I was sold to a new landlord. And basically, they took all the empty apartments and made them, like, much, much nicer. And I'm pretty sure some of those have washer and dryer in them. So it means, oh, like, really? less people use the ones downstairs. But <laughs> the difference in apartments is drastic, my friend. And, like, literally the one across me is one of those that got redone. And people just moved in there. And I was just, like feel so poor when I, because when I, <laughs> so, I remember seeing, I saw those apartments when they were empty and they, I mean, they, I gotta say they did an amazing job. And I mean, these are pretty roomy apartments. So making them nice makes a big difference, but now they're like $4,000 apartments because of the location size and everything, you know, but mine is not, and mine's much older. So literally every time we go up the stairs, if I, that neighbor's there, I just like wait until they're out of the vicinity so I can open my door. <laughs> so, so I don't want you to see how I live. <laughs> McDonald's cups all over the place. And I'm like, don't look at me. I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> So just reminded me how poor I am. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. I'm here all night. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Oh God, yeah. I was, yeah, no. I feel like I feel like I'm so passive aggressive too, though. That if someone like does that shit and I put their laundry on top of the thing, I would leave a note too and be like, "Really, dude? You waited 45 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> And underline the minutes twice. So I, you, so uh, real angry about that shit. Uh, <laughs> sign Carlos in all caps. Yeah. No, but I wouldn't sign my name. I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember when those guys were putting cigarette butts in my planners oh, on the roof? Yeah, and I yeah. and I put I took them out of the planners and I put them in a plastic bag and I hung it off their doorknob and I wrote a note like like my plants are not ashtrays. You got a problem with that? Come see me. My name is Chris. I'm in a unit one F. I mean, that is pretty badass. Though. And it was in all caps because I meant business. <laughs> it's actually because Simo was never taught uh, lowercase, so he just writes everything in caps. <laughs> oh my gosh, I um I I have trouble reading cursive, and I didn't realize that young people these days don't learn cursive. No, not at oh, all. That's not fair. 
Oh, I struggle with that so much. Well, when do you ever have to read? Well, I guess with prescriptions, right? Sometimes people write things in cursive. I, I throw them through a loop. I, I, I manage okay, but Suckers. young people are like, oh my God. I um, haven't been in cursive in at least 20 years. Like I could maybe write some basic shit, but there's letters that I, just, I don't know fucking how. I'm like, how do young people sign their name? They don't know how to do the letters in cursive. Yeah, they just fucking do regular letters. What do you mean? Oh, with, with the signature? With the signature? Yeah. I don't do like a like with a signature is more like a little like little little thing you do. You know what I mean? It's like a little mark. It's more like my signature. Yeah, it has. You can see the letters to my first four names: C C C G G C. You can clearly note that. But everything else, you can kind of you know, it's like a little a little underline and some and some scribbles in it. <laughs> Because the thing about your signature, and this is what my dad always taught me, your signature should be something that stands out and also should not be easy to duplicate. Like if you go, and, I, and he was obviously been the times where like, if you went to the bank or anything, you had to use, sign a check. Or if you used a credit card, they would check the signature to see that it matched the credit card and shit. Like things were much, much stricter back then. But it is a good thing to know because you don't want someone knowing your signature. You know oh my gosh, I mean? on a digital like pad, like at the supermarket. Oh yeah, I don't give a fuck now. Though. You can put like a I X. struggle. <laughs> or when the thing is when you docusign stuff, they like you can docusign something fifty different ways, I guess. So there's never like I guess an exact way to track who the fuck did it. So I want to change thing. my ID, my license to a New York license. I still have a Maryland one. I want to change it to a New York license, and I'm going to change my signature to be a, a, a doodle of a penis. <laughs> and my signature from now on is going to be a dick with the happy face as a happy totally peony. I mean, because you gotta you gotta have a cool one too. Because the way I looked at it too, uh, you know, you gotta be signing autographs one day. You know what I mean? So you gotta have a cool signature that people are like. Okay, this is a cool ass autograph to have. Like, you don't want to sign like a jackass. You know what I mean? And people like, people are like, what the fuck is this, this guy know how to write? Like, what? I'm dyslexic, <laughs> so I'm just gonna get an ink pad. <laughs> yeah, and Take a him stamp. ten minutes to write his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, guys, I gotta stamp this shit. I'm sorry. He's just gonna see is just gonna use lipstick and just kiss all of them. That's I should. Can you imagine <laughs> me signing a bunch of autographs and being like. Carry the three, and you're like, Why do you carry the three? What three? I don't it's know. It's been 12 minutes, man. Your name <laughs> does not have that many. Like, you can even just write oh. Chris. You don't, need, you don't need to write Christopher Moore. Just write Chris, and I'm happy. Just write Simo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You mm. monster. <laughs> The autograph line is just going around the block. It's like, wow, he's that popular? And like, no, he's still on person number one. He just hasn't moved in hours. <laughs> I trim my bush like I live my life. One quarter mile at a time. With each quarter mile equal out to like one testicle. I don't know. It's Vin Diesel science. Look it up, people. So whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package is the Lawnmower 4.0. Now, this electric trimmer is a bush's worst nightmare. It's designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology. And no need for night vision goggles anymore, boys. This trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark so you can trim your boys anytime, any place. It's basic landscaping, 
because everybody knows that when you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. Oh, yeah. Also, get your hands on the second best tool in the performance package, the Weed Whacker. This fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. It instantly adds some pep in your step with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Spray-On Testy Toner. With a performance package purchase, you also get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. These things are awesome. Plus, they have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. Should make sure you get 20% off plus free shipping with our promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. Kate Bush may be trending at the moment, but your bush needs some help. And that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code FRATCHAT. It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadong with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. So were you a doodler growing up? Did you did you uh, doodle at all? Big time doodler. I still am, actually. And I feel like, though, Not to be confused with diddler. Doodler, yeah, no, not diddler. Different. Uh, the Very different. Were, charges were cleared on the doodling. There <laughs> <laughs> was a whole confusion on the doodling and diddling. You know, sometimes it can be a whole thing. I really <laughs> was looking for my lost dog. <laughs> and I happen to have a white van. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I would constantly doodle. And when people are talking to me or you know, I'm at like meetings and stuff, I have like a little notepad. I will be doodling random stuff on there the whole time. But it's like how I'm able to focus on what is going on and process it and listen. You know what I mean? Without like, I guess zoning off into something else. So mm-hmm. I love doodling. It's always been, but I don't have anything like in particular I doodled. I was like, sometimes I would write my name in block letters and do like different things with it. But sometimes I would just start, you know, little lines and start going from there and, you know, <laughs> see what the fuck happens. There was just whatever. My brain was just on autopilot doing that. Yeah, I drew Garfield and Mickey Mouse on everything. Oh well, when I was a kid, I drew Batman on everything, and that is uh, actually a perfect segue, my friend. Because this week we didn't talk cartoons, Mister Mo. Yeah, anime porno. Yep, exactly. That's my thing. That's and that my is. <laughs> I hope you guys are excited for two and a half hours or nothing but anime porn talk, you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be filthy. It's gonna be dirty. It's gonna get gross. Tantalizing. <laughs> now we're gonna talk best cartoons, you guys. We're gonna talk about the stuff we grew up with. Maybe some of the stuff that our parents grew up with. Definitely not the stuff that kids are growing up with now because no offense to cartoons now, they're just not as good. I know, they suck. This is definitely not a getting older thing. It's just that I tried watching some cartoons recently and uh, dude, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I agree. It's like the Rugrats got older and they became lame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of cartoons now are just like literally like like bright lights and noises. And it's like, holy fuck, man, I'm gonna need a seizure watching this shit. Like, what is happening right now? It's not like you know, one that didn't make the list was very close, very honorable mention, like a SpongeBob SquarePants, which was honestly one of the most hilarious goddamn cartoons. I never watched it really in my life. Dude, it still holds up i'm pretty sure that it's they rotate from social media and from social media from uh uh provider to provider so i don't even know if they're on netflix anymore or on amazon what the fuck they're on but if you have a chance to watch some spongebob 
check it out because it is so silly but so goddamn funny that it almost made this list folks but we're we're very strict judges all right we're not the kind of just judges that you can just easily come in and be like oh hey mr judge what if i showed you a little cleavage and stuff because Seema's gay he doesn't bark at that tree okay so we actually judge this by the greatness of the cartoons so it was a tough list to get into to crack yeah but i do love titties I mean, who doesn't, right? Titties are pretty awesome. Who doesn't like titties? Everyone likes titties. I call them tickle bitties. Tatters. Fun bags. The old bean bags. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that when you die, if you hadn't already taken a dump, your body just releases it? So it's like God's final fuck you when you die. (laughs) I guess it depends because... uh... You know, maybe depends what you're eating. So I guess before you're going, you know, skip up, skip the burrito. You know, they'd be like, Chris, go to the light. I'd be like, wait, I got to go to the bathroom first. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, on that note, I'm a little disappointed that um, Snoopy did not end up on the list. But you're rocking a Snoopy shirt. Uh, Very misleading. I, I have to say Snoopy is a personal favorite but i can't go you know this is this list is bigger than me mr mo this list is bigger than us this list is, is it bigger than your back scratcher podcast. uh i don't know because my back scratcher currently really has solved so many problems in my life and actually uh julie even was like i've noticed you like never asked me to scratch your back anymore I'm like, yeah, bitch, because I don't need you. (laughs) I I got a back scratch now. And I'm pretty sure it's led to some tension in our relationship now that (laughs) I replaced her with a stick. But, you know, come on. And you're like, if I I can find a way to turn on the oven, I won't need you for cooking either. (laughs) Actually, as we record this right now, she is making me dinner. So I'm kind of really the dream right now, you guys. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> hear that julie you stay in that kitchen no, i hope she didn't hear me because and once i'm potty trained <laughs> i have no use for you and your diaper skills missy yep yep uh luckily at least the man diapers now these days you can just pull them on and off uh, have some experience <laughs> <laughs> anyways this is actually a great way to start the list i think we're gonna we're gonna do this a, a special, cool, different way, I guess, you guys. So we're gonna we're gonna pull our list. We each have five things on this list, right? And we're gonna take an item from the list and we're gonna talk about it accordingly. We're gonna debate it to see which one was the better show, and that's how we'll figure out the order. Okay. So Simo and I will pick our number five on our list here, and then we'll talk it out here. And then from then on, we'll see which one of those falls as number 10 and which one of those falls as number nine on our list. Okay. So you can you can reveal your pick first, though, because we we're just talking okay, about Okay, my number five is an iconic show. It's been around for five decades. Let's just call it the share of cartoons. Wow, yeah. That's a pretty good compliment. He doesn't just drop that for anybody, you guys. Correct. Uh, so. And... It's more colloquially known as Scooby-Doo. Fox man! (laughs) I always thought that Shaggy was a stoner and Velma was a lesbian. Well, Shaggy is definitely a stoner. Velma, I don't 
don't know. I think she's just nerdy. You know what I mean? I think Velma, though, she's kind of like the, the younger sister and modern family. You know what I mean? She And the show, they play her nerdy and stuff. But then all of a sudden, uh, they're still recording season nine. And she's like 18. And she's got gazongas out this big. And they can't put a sweater nerdy enough on her to hide them. And then you're seeing on her social media that this girl is hot. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Velma is kind of a similar situation. You see the sweater. Well, on her. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping she's a lesbian red. because I was kind of hoping to support a queer character in this show because you don't have enough queer representation. I um, she I, could I, be a lesbian, but I just don't know. I feel like I don't know her little jinkies. I think I think like like Julie would be a total Velma. <laughs> you think so? She wouldn't be a Daphne. Uh nah. She would. Julie dresses like a Daphne, but she's. Very cute and like you know. I know, but she's got that's better what, fashion what I like about than her. Velma. I think right. Velma wears knee high socks that she doesn't shave her legs. Uh, okay, so Scooby Doo <laughs> started in 1969 and then originally <laughs> nice. through 1976 on CBS and later moving to like ABC and other networks. But I have to say that in 1988, um, I was I don't know about like in my early 20s. Uh, <laughs> I preferred. The spinoff called a pup named Scooby Doo because wow. he always had a dance sequence. You, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I love a pup named Scooby Doo. Uh, that is one of the greatest uh, shows I watched as a kid. But to say that you prefer it over the original Scooby Doo is just sacrilege, Mr. Mo. Sacrilege. All the classic episodes you had a Scooby Doo. Like for example, did you know that the Harlem Globetrotters were the Scooby Doo? Yeah, goddamn right. They I helped do. them solve a mystery. But there were Cher a lot of episodes. And Sonny where's Scooby Doo? There were a lot of celebrities in Scooby-Doo that were from, like, the 70s that I didn't know. Do you know who Sandy Duncan is? Uh, I mean, no, but yeah. (laughs) I know the name, but I have no idea who the fuck that is. (laughs) Well, she was a special guest. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? But what I liked in uh, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo was the dance sequence. And I liked when they were able to, like, uncover... A bad guy. Because some of the Scooby-Doo episodes, they That's were like they legit ghosts. They were legit ghosts in some seasons. But I liked the pup named Scooby-Doo. They went back to their original roots where they had to uncover a bad guy. And I loved that uh, my mom and dad were watching like Murder, She Wrote. And my parents were always watching like Unsolved Mysteries. And I was like, you guys have your mysteries. I got I my mystery. My mysteries. And in my mysteries, there's dancing. Yeah. But, no but no one knew your guy. No one knew that. Um, Well, in January 2009, (laughs) entertainment website IGN named Scooby-Doo number 24 on its list of the top 100 best animated TV shows. And this is why it's number five for me. Uh, Well, uh, fuck IGN because it's number uh, five on Seamus list. And it might be number 10 or nine on our list, depending on what happens here, you guys. But... I got to say, Scooby-Doo is a personal favorite. Uh, it's one that, as a kid, I didn't realize just how witty it was. And maybe it's because originally I watched it in Spanish in Venezuela. And I do think humor doesn't come across the same way. But it was when I moved to America in like sixth or seventh grade that I would watch it in Cartoon Network. Because they would 
they'd always play it along like with like other stuff like Dexter's Lab and shit. That was on the lineup, but Scooby Doo was one that was always on there. And I remember just like giggling at how funny and fucking witty it was. So I think it's on HBO Max every single season of it. I don't know if they have a pup named Scooby Doo, but I do believe you can watch that on HBO Max right now, which I might just do it myself. Because Raggy. <laughs> so for mine, I want five, a Scooby snack. Oh, I know, dude. I wish, and I want to have what they were having. That van, they were always so high, too. Like, my van was nice and puffy and stony. That yeah. Uh, since I am in a legal state, and we are talking about this is in honor to you, Scooby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, smoke that shit. I got a blunt in my room somewhere that really is beautiful. I wanted to show it to you. Where do I have it? I don't know where it is. Did you check inside your anus? That's your wiener again. Good call. Oh, here it is. Sorry. This is a chat roulette. Get out of here, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look at this butte. It was $40. Wow. 40 bucks. It looks nice. It's indica. Mm. Very nice. (laughs) Oh, actually, I went to my first dispensary. at uh, Astoria, Queens, right after doing a spot at uh, QED Astoria. And it was beautiful, you guys. <laughs> I have to say, I was so happy to finally purchase legal weed in Astoria, Queens. But I'm going to be trying to do way more spots there now. Check out the coffee shop. Anyways, my number five, I got to go with the Jetsons, you guys. Because this cartoon was funny. It was wacky. And it legitimately had a practical impact on modern history because it inspired so many of the inventions you see today and so many things that kids grow, grew up and became inventors and they just legit stole from the Jetsons. So I got to give it to it just for that. And note the Flintstones and the Jetsons were two favorites of mine growing up. You know what I mean? And I thought the, the Flintstones were actually funnier than the Jetsons. But like I said, the Jetsons had such a real imp- world impact that I had to have it edge out the Flintstones and make this list. They had some crossovers. There were so many cool crossovers and I just remember being like, whoa, you have Fred Flintstone, you have George Jetson together. How is this going to work? And then they figured it out and there hasn't been a crossover that good since Homer Simpson and Peter Griffin had a whole episode together. That was awesome too. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty amazing. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty epic. But yeah, the- I like the Jetsons. I feel like um, uh, young people these days won't appreciate Flintstones and the Jetsons because it's before their time. Totally. Like when we looked at it, we're like, wow, would it be really cool if you could like see someone's face while you talk to them on the phone? Like that's awesome. Nowadays it's like, wow, you can do it. FaceTime. All this stuff. The only difference is that they live in space and we don't, but they have all the all the cool inventions currently exist because like again like i said people all those kids that grew up and became inventors fucking got those ideas like oh this doesn't actually exist how do we do it so the jetsons made a lot of stuff happen that you mm-hmm. definitely couldn't do now i i i used to always think that george jetson had a robot maid so he would stop fucking a real maid i would have to say uh, george jetson's wife was really hot wow. yeah it's like good like, fashion. I love a dramatic collar. <laughs> Just like in the in the Flintstones, Betty I thought was hot. 
for some reason, but not uh, what is Fred's wife? Uh, Wilma. Wilma. I don't think Wilma was hot. I don't know Betty she was, was played by Rosie O'Donnell in the movie, which honestly kind of disappointed me because I thought, you know, you know, she was hot. As the you didn't want to jump on it. You didn't want to lay it low, spread it wide. But she did not bark at that tree, so you know. Well, we got to figure out which one uh, is number ten and which one's number nine in the overall. I gotta say, I think Scooby Doo is better cartoon than the Jetsons. And you said the Jetsons is before their time, but Scooby Doo is also before their time. But it's managed to keep going over time, and you still see movies and shit about it. You see all kinds of things about it. So I gotta say, Scooby Doo would be number nine, and the Jetsons would be number ten. I okay, I agree with that because I haven't seen a Jetsons movie yet. No, not, not a live action real. movie. No, they way. should do one. Never. Hell yeah! And I'll play George Jetson. Yes. And I'll play the robot. <laughs> you can have the sass to the robot. Yeah, dibs. We call dibs. So now you guys got to do it. And you got to cast it. Whoever uh. wants to it, Paramount. We got it. Dibs. You heard it. You heard it. Internet. I don't know what's called dibs to this shit. So we got it. Well, my number four, which will be our number eight or seven, seven. Yeah. is Ren and Stimpy. Oh. And Ren and Stimpy was a Nickelodeon show, which was really interesting because most Nickelodeon shows uh, would have like an educational like component for children. But this show definitely had a huge fan base amongst uh, young adults and young parents. So this show ran from 1991 to 1995. Uh, and I think that like later on down the line, there were some like adult-themed episodes on other networks. But originally, it's from 1991, 1995. The first season scored a shocking 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is super wow. rare. And it had doubled the viewership compared to any other Nickelodeon cartoon uh, at the time. So I think it was released around the same time that Doug and Rugrats was released. And in 1993, just two years later, um, several episodes were actually the most watched scripted TV show at the time. Uh, the show centers around uh, a very irritable, short-tempered chihuahua named Ren and his dim-witted, happy-go-lucky cat named Stimpy. Uh, and um, they really focus on like grotesque, I, I call it booger humor. So Literally, even though, there were a lot of boogers. Stimpy yeah. had a collection of boogers that they oh, showed. Yeah. And it was disgusting. And then they really drew the detail in those boogers. But fuck, they were funny. Even then, though it was set mainly in like present day, the show avoided contemporary jokes about like current day events and focused really just on like slapstick, uh, absurdist, and gross booger humor. So uh, there's lots of boogers and bathroom jokes. Uh, the and crew ridiculous made it ridiculous shit. Remember oh the gosh. powder toast man who's yeah. a superhero and he flew backwards and people would ride on his ass to fly with him and they would yeah. have to grab his ass cheeks. <laughs> and then grab on. <laughs> they had these stupid commercials like. The log, what rolls downstairs, yes. over, over your neighbor's dog. It's good for a snack. It fits in your back. It's log, log, log. Um, so uh, uh, the crew on the show made it very clear that they were not interested in having any sort of like educational component, which I think ultimately bothered Nickelodeon executives. Uh, and this stance is what made the show popular amongst uh, young adults. Um, this, I think this show is actually... 
uh, part of the original SNCC lineup. And SNCC was the Saturday night's, uh, you know, like primetime lineup on Nickelodeon. Kind of similar to how, I guess, ABC had TGIF. Right, right, right. Was that ABC? I don't know because I was in America. Or NBC at the time. or CBS, so, one of the main stations. Uh, I didn't get to enjoy that. I know you all had your weird little lineups that white people got so excited about, but yeah, it's not uh, about it. But I will say, uh, Ren and Stimpy totally paved the way for things like Adult Swim to be a thing because it showed totally. adults like cartoons as well, uh, and that cartoons could be very out there and wacky and silly and slapstick and still make it. You know what I mean? Because the Simpsons, for example, will uh, have feeling we'll talk about later, uh, managed to be witty in a different way, but it wasn't like this, this was, this was really filthy and fart humor and shit like that. And also paved the way for some other shows that we'll perhaps talk about on this list. So Red and Stimpy, Great one. Great choice, Mr. Mo. I like it. Uh, for me, my next one, which either will be seven or eight on the list, is the X-Men animated series that came out. Uh, I guess I should call it correct- correctly. It's called X-Men, the animated series. It's like such a good fucking theme song. Hold on, let me go do a quick solo with a back scratcher. I can join him with the. And now we started the official Frat Chat podcast band, you guys. Yes. So I fucking love that cartoon. If you have Disney Plus, the whole thing is available on there. And I gotta say, this cartoon was so popular. It made so much money that it got the bigwigs at Fox to buy into the idea of having X-Men brought to film. And that's how you got Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry and the likes cast in a movie, little, little movie franchise called X-Men that ended up making kajillions and bajillions of dollars. So uh, that's how good this cartoon was. And it's basically – I mean, it, it, it's also extremely badass. To this day, it's good. It's like basically like watching like a comic book uh, that's like live action. So it's it's really good stuff. Uh, I love it. And the I mean, at this point, it's had like video games. It's had all kinds of different uh, little movies and things. Uh, a bunch of action figures. It made so much goddamn money. Uh, I mean, you can't hate on the success of it. That's how good it is. That's true. I I think that uh, uh, like Comic Con and whatnot, you see a lot of people dressed up like these characters to this day. Um, yeah, I don't see anyone dressed up like Ren and Stimpy. So I think as far as like as like a impact, X Men takes the cake for sure. And you see it not just at Comic Con, but you know it's uh, Thursday night, and Simi uh, gets home, and uh, Osmario is already waiting for him. There's a little note, and it says, uh, Come bedroom. Because, you know, it's Mario. I can't really understand English right well, so he doesn't understand. Put the two in there. So, Simo sees the note, and uh, after, like, five to ten minutes, deciphers, and he's going to the bedroom. So, into the bedroom he goes. He opens the door, and he sees this Mario. 
I'm X-Men! And he's like, Wolverine shit. And then they made sweet, sweet love. Yeah. And I was there. I watched the whole thing. I, I was going to do a surprise birthday party for Simo, but uh, I somehow got locked in the closet. It was this whole thing. And, you know, I don't want to interrupt anything. So I just waited until you guys were done. Yeah, and, and took a few pictures. You know, if you're not wearing a cape, <laughs> is it really sex? That's exactly. That's what I want to know. That's very true. That is very true. So, uh, yeah, I got to say, between Red and Stimpy and X-Men, that's a toughie. That's a very big toughie because I am a huge fan of both. And Red and Stimpy, uh, God, from second to third grade for me, Red and Stimpy was my fucking Bible, dude. But it's also yeah. really good because, like, our parents didn't want us watching Red and Stimpy. You know what I mean? Our parents were, like, gross. But I'm pretty sure my dad thought I was gay because I watched X-Men, you know? <laughs> Because yeah. you know how the nineties were. You, they, if you watch anything, you thought you were gay. So for some reason, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ren and Stimpy and X Men. I gotta say, X Men. I gotta, I gotta rate it higher, just by a little notch. Because even though Ren and Stimpy tickled that funny bone that that led to Carlos Garcia's current day humor, uh, the impact of X Men, how big it's gotten, and how fucking good that cartoon was. I still would watch it right now. Um, it says enough for itself. So oh, I would totally. say X-Men number seven, number eight, Ren and Stimpy. Agreed. Okay. So we got the Jetsons number 10, Scooby-Doo number nine, Ren and Stimpy number eight, X-Men the Animated Series number seven. Well, so my next one, um, I guess this is a great segue to talk about young gay Carlos. I want to <laughs> hit up... <laughs> He-Man. So He-Man is an old phrase that means manly man. Uh, similar to like so guy's right. guy. Totally you know. Not gay at all. <laughs> little outfit, giant sword. Totally not gay. And they just they just used it as the name for the main guy of the entire franchise. He-Man. I guess they were trying to make it like universal, but they probably should have had like some diversity in the cast because it's super white. They just um, wanted to uh, clear up that he was in no way, shape, or form in any way gay. But, you know, I think they just made him 10 times gayer by, you know, trying so hard. <laughs> it's never but, good when you have to try that hard. Just saying. Just saying. You know, he wore pink spandex. He had like this like harness. We don't. I don't know what material. I'm assuming that it was like a leather bondage harness. Absolutely, absolutely. And that was like huge homoerotic imagery in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this, like unrequited romance between He Man and his f- enemy, his lover Skeletor. Who both Skeletor. had like. You'll pay for this, He Man. (laughs) Uh, I I think that, you know, He Man definitely had like gay icon status. So, according to Rob David, who uh, who is an executive producer of Revelation and Mattel's vice president of creative content, Mattel, you know, who makes like all the toys and things, is very comfortable with He Man's gay audience and the perception of the character as a gay man. So, I'm not sure that was initially the intention but you have to understand that that uh he-man was a really big show in the 80s a really big cartoon and in the 80s you know executives and producers had to be really careful about how gay to make something because this was during the ronald reagan era uh so 
Uh, Ronald Reagan was president 1981, 1989, and producers attempted... Watch out! It's Ronald Reagan! Reagan! Producers (laughs) attempted to diffuse any possible queer readings of their cartoons. So censors often prevented the outright representation of queer characters and creators often rely on queer coding, giving characters like these like campy qualities to indicate their queer status. <laughs> so I didn't know this. I, I looked it up and according to Wikipedia, queer coding is the subtextual coding of a character in media as queer. So though such a character's sexual identity may not be explicitly confirmed within their respective work, a character might be coded as queer through the use of traits and stereotypes recognizable to the audience. So um, in other words, He-Man looks very much like a character in The Village People. Yeah, absolutely does. He looks like he should be in The Village People. That's such a good one. Why MC He Man? <laughs> Damn it, no He Man! You keep breaking routine. Stop doing your own thing. It's so, A. <laughs> if it wasn't for He Man and his pecs and his harness, I don't think that uh, he, it would be as successful of a cartoon. If it wasn't for its gay icon status, what did Julie make for you for dinner? What she hand you? Oh, she handed me a little bit of chicken, a little bit of broccoli, add some rice. And a mystery thing. I really don't know what the fuck this is. You don't know what it is? I don't know what it is. Is it a potato? I don't think so. It looks like some kind of fruit thing. Let me try. Oh, it's a peach. It's like she a cooked peach. it? She yeah. grilled it? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Don't tell her I said this, you guys. But everything else is pretty good. <laughs> oh, I can't eat all of this uh, on the air, so... Don't worry. Pretend it's not here. It's just me eating a four-course meal. You can just ejaculate in the peach, like in that movie. <laughs> what that movie? movie about? There was a movie what? called like "Call Me by Your Name." It's a beautiful tale of a like graduate student's love affair with a minor, which is horrible. <laughs> and, and clearly, the a minor, peach. How does a peach get into this? The minor, this this little boy ejaculated in this peach and then the older guy ate it knowing there was jizz in it. And everyone was like, oh my God, it's such a beautiful scene. And I'm like, gross. No, it's not. That's That's disgusting. That's gross. You guys are sick. I know. The fucking gays are disgusting. (laughs) Okay, so what's what's your your third uh, cartoon? Uh, Well, uh, my... My next one for me is one that, I mean, you guys just had to know it was going to be on this list. If you if you know Carlos Garcia, and a lot of you do, and it's Dragon Ball Z, you guys, because it's just so goddamn good. It's the standard bearer for mainstream anime. It's fucking badass. It's DBZ, man. People going Super Saiyan and shit, just flying. There's cool storylines. There's martial arts. There's still movies and stuff that come out about it. It's been around for, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was, that shit was drawn in like the 80s. And to this day, it's still impactful. It's DB's He-Man. It's so goddamn good. Uh, and totally not gay like He-Man. Just saying. <laughs> you don't think Piccolo was a homo? Uh, I think Piccolo was just misunderstood, man. Because to, to be fair... We don't really know. Piccolo might have been gay, but his whole race lived in some other planet. So he was just kind of like the only kind of his his only kind on Earth. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. can you imagine being the only human gay? You know what I mean? And like a party full of 
gay Martians or something. It'd be kind of weird, you know. So, or maybe, or maybe he was straight. I don't know. Now, now he, now I'm kind of leaning with you. Maybe Piccolo was gay. I always kind of thought he was gay. It explains a lot. It explains a lot. So, ew, does that mean he was grooming Gohan? Ew, no. Yeah, okay, totally. I, can't, I can't go there. I can't go there right now. <laughs> I can't go there. Goku, Gohan. I'm trying to think of other characters' names. Uh, actually, a lot of them were named after vegetables, like Vegeta, who means vegetable. Vegeta uh, is named after a vegetable or genitalia? <laughs> no, literally, vegetables. What else? There's one called Broly that's after broccoli. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Don't you in Spanish put ita on the end of like a word to make it small? Depends on the. Like pobrecita. Yeah, pobrecita. It's like, oh, like poor you. But So, Vegeta, couldn't that be like a small vagina? Vaginita. <laughs> I guess it could be, but I don't think it is. A small badge. I don't think the Japanese, thinking about small vaginas, when they're drawing him, though he is very small. So maybe you're onto something. You know, just saying. I don't know. I got to say, for me, DBZ would be higher on the list than He-Man would. But I did have a lot of He-Man action figures. So I could I could go a long way. I just think DBZ has had a much bigger impact. They're still making Dragon Ball shit. Uh, there's a new show of it right now. I think He-Man is kind of in the past, brother. He's not I think that if we were like in our early 40s, that he man all the way. And I think that I think that the younger generations are more about Dragon Ball Z. And I think that in ten years from now, unfortunately for me, I think that Dragon Ball Z will still be current because they'll have spin-offs and whatnot and they'll have merch and whatnot. And He Man's just gonna live out his days as a gay icon. Yeah. So, so I, I think that it should be uh number I guess six should be um, He-Man number five should be Dragon Ball Z. I agree, Mr. Mouse. So, we got a pretty good list going on, you guys. Now we're at, we got the final four, you guys. The final countdown. Okay, so my next one, I'm going to give you a hint. La, 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 la. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, Jimber Daria. Uh, big Dario fan. I, I, I actually am sad that I feel like that's a show that could have come back and just didn't for whatever reason. I yeah, like, I feel like it could have lasted longer. I feel like I don't know. I loved Dario, and I love that time where that time frame on MTV when Dario came out. Um, those years where I feel like the best years on MTV, and then it just kind of. Now, Daria came out 1997 yep. through 2002, and believe it or not, Daria was originally a small character on Beavis and Butthead. Yep. And so this was a spinoff from Beavis and Butthead. Uh, TV Guide uh, had this list of 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time, and Daria was ranked number 41. Wow. But I feel like the show is mostly about Daria and her best friend. So, so Daria Morgendorfer. 
was the name, <laughs> was her character's name. And she's a super smart, cynical high school student. And she had his best friend named Jane, who was like this aspiring artist. And I just love that this show exaggerated high school cliques and stereotypes. Uh, and it's was known for criticizing popular culture and social classes. Yeah. And Daria was like, I don't, she wasn't emo per se, but she was just so dry and stuff about everything. And yeah, I just love how they satirized everything. And it's funny that she came out of Beavis and Butthead because she was so different than them. And it just goes to show that's high school. You know what I mean? So, uh, God, I miss that show. I might actually have to boot that up very soon. And give that it's interesting because the, the creator of Beavis and Butthead uh, allowed them to use Daria as a spinoff, but it had nothing to do with the show Daria. Uh, instead, uh, the the creator of Beavis of Head went on to work on King of the Hill. King of the Hill, yep. And Hank Hill, hot damn it, Bob. Uh, you hear, it's not necessarily the same character, but it's definitely the, exactly the same voice. So you hear, the, I guess, who it's based on in the Beavis and Butthead movie. It's the guy with the, with the trailer and who they keep running into him. And then Beavis ends up like jerking off in his trailer or something. And yeah, the secret service ends up taking that guy and gives him. All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Shut up. Butthead. <laughs> shut up. Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, that guy, the exact same voice as Hank Hill is there and you can see he's a, kind of like a loose version of him you know what i mean like maybe like the beginning stages of hank hill being created so king Uh, the hell let's just say it was an honorable mention we're starting to make the list but we're thinking of you hank uh but back to daria for a moment there was daria her friend jane daria's sister was queen uh then there was the cheerleader named Brittany with the big boobs and her boyfriend who's uh the captain of the football team um there was uh um all like the the popular girls in the fashion club. Yep. There was that like one Asian chick that sounded like this. But it was Why just. Why did she sound like that? I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> At least it wasn't a stereotype, but geez. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought it was a brilliant it. show. It was it was on MTV. And it was just a nice cartoon for those of us who were like in middle school or high school who were a little bit too old for all the other shows on Nickelodeon. And it was just a nice way to bridge the gap between like, you know, young adults and kids. So I felt like this was a great time frame for me. Now, since you identified this show by uh, its theme song, I got to identify my next choice by theme song too. Oh yeah. I won't have a park on my good time. Pretty faces everywhere. I have room for that division. I think I kinda said it in the name, but it's South Park, my friend. Uh, the theme song was sung by the epic brand Primus. Yeah, Primus. <laughs> Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> I heard through the grapevine that Chef was or is uh, Scientologist, and that's why he ultimately left the show is because they made fun of Scientology. Well, Chef is dead, so... <gasps> in the show or in real life? In real life. That's why he never came back. <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was because of Scientology. Well, yeah, he left because he had some kind of dispute about that, but he didn't come back because he did. 
<laughs> oh no! Yeah. Do you think he shat himself before <laughs> he was welcomed to the arms of Jesus? Actually, Southwark did an entire episode on people dying and shitting themselves, and they just kept happening. So, oh, I haven't good, watched that one. That is a good one. Uh, but I do out. love Mr. Hanky, the Christmas, the Christmas boo. boo. He loves me, and I love you. I love you. you. <laughs> I there's a there's a great episode where Mr. Hanky it's like talking about global warming and stuff, and like and now it's for some reason global warming is killing him because he's drying up, and <sighs> he's like on his deathbed, and he's like, come closer, come closer. I just have to apologize. Because this one time you fell asleep and I put myself in your mouth <laughs> and took a picture. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he just keeps confessing to all these gross things. What? what, what? <laughs> and I just would love a Mr. Hanky would bounce from wall to wall and then afterwards you'd see the little poo mark left on the. <laughs> That show is such a great show, and it's one that honestly has managed to stay funny. And I think it's because it's the same two guys. It's not like, for example, uh, you have shows like The Simpsons, which some say dropped off to certain writers like Conan O'Brien leave, but this has been the same two dudes. So it's pretty much been. Uh, smooth and steady and as these guys get older they get wiser and funnier you know what i mean so they've been killing it and the older that the show's gotten in my opinion the funnier it's managed to stay and you know they have characters that have been able to evolve like mr garrison became mrs garrison then he came back to mrs mr garrison and then they spooked they spoofed donald trump with him so <laughs> it's uh it's it's one that God damn! At this point, I can't believe how old it is. But the twenty-five year anniversary this year. Wow! Twenty-five years. Wow, dude, that's nuts. I just remember when it first started. I was just so into it because it was all about like anal probes. Yeah, they would curse and they would say shit and they would say all kinds of words. I was like, wow. They called each other dildos. I asked my mom and Dimitri what a dildo was. Yeah, and I had no idea that you could even say stuff like that on television. You know what I mean? So they really grew the game, and then as they got older and stuff, they became a you know a more clever show. And it's still still very filthy. Don't get me wrong, but it definitely touches on politics, on pop culture, and all kinds of things that go on, and the ridiculousness of it all. I, I like how they just point out how ridiculous certain things are. Uh, and they did a whole episode on Mormonisms, which is so. Oh my gosh! Funny. But they're the ones that get into heaven. You know yep. that, right? Yep, exactly. Um, I love that that Kenny comes from a white trash family. Yep. You <laughs> killed Kenny, you bastards! you bastards! That was a whole thing, and then 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 they stopped killing him for some reason, which I I love. Jimmy! Oh my god, that would never fly today. Or Jimmy later on. Oh wow, what a great audience. When Timmy and Jimmy joined the Crips, but they thought they thought it was a, an organization for cripples, but it's just <laughs> the Crip Gang. <laughs> Great times. So I gotta say though, I love Daria, but I can't say it's better than South Park. I gotta put no, South it's Park not. On. But I, I would have put South Park on my list, but you picked it before I could. <laughs> it would be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're being fair, maybe you should learn to write faster. 
the sexy boy. Ah! <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> oh, this chicken's good. <laughs> Are the crimps taking applications? <laughs> okay, so here's my last one. I my so my top pick I picked because uh, I wasn't allowed to watch it, which added to the appeal. Yeah. Uh, it was super controversial for lots of reasons. And when I hear controversy, I think compelling. Fair, right? Yeah. Like if it, you, know, you said last episode that when they tell you, okay, at this point you can't drink any more water until after the surgery, you're like, fuck, no, I'm I thirsty. I want water. Yeah, they exactly. They say you can't watch this. Exactly. Of course I want to watch it. Exactly. Okay, so 1993 through 1997 – uh, Beavis and Butthead yeah, yeah. dominated Shut up, MTV. Butthead. <laughs> uh, I'm Cornholio. <laughs> I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bungalow. <laughs> so it was created by this guy named Mike Judge, yep. uh, who I think also did the voices, right? I, I forget. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he did, but that's awesome if he did. Well, aside from like real world MTV, this cartoon may be the biggest phenomenon to come uh, from MTV with all of his like catchphrases. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Beavis and Butthead had a bunch of like uh, celebrity guest appearances all over different shows and, and movies and just the industry in general. They, they even had their own record that, yeah. that I had. And they had all these bands. I actually share is the last song in it. And uh, but basically, it's like Beavis and Butthead meeting all these bands. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they, yeah, they meet Anthrax. The metal band, and then they're like, "Look at Butthead," and like, "Hey, what's what's wrong with your haircut, man?" It's like, "Uh, what do you mean?" It's like, "How come there's no hair on the sides?" Well, I think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> like, I think you look like a dick, <laughs> <laughs> and they all start laughing at him. Beavis saying, "Yeah, yeah, Butthead, you look like a dick, a dick." <laughs> but they end up meeting Cher in the end, and she actually does this really like rocket type rendition of uh, "I Got You, Babe," that is badass. Um, so it's actually worth a listen if you never have. Check it out. I've never heard it. Yeah, check out uh, uh, Cher's rock remix of "I Got You, Babe" in the Beavis and Butthead CD. It's good, good shit. Good shit, brother. Well, there's a lot of controversy with this show, obviously, uh, because a lot of, I guess, parents like mine were like, this is trash. We don't like our kids listening to it. And they're running around the house with these stupid catchphrases talking about TP or PP for their bunghole. <laughs> so, um, uh, TP for my bunghole. <laughs> I used to always think it was PP for my bunghole. That They're like pissing my ass. That's what I thought they were That's saying. what I but, thought too, but then I got TP for my bunghole. I get it. I get it. Uh, so the show was initially blamed for the death of a two-year-old named Jessica Matthews in Ohio back in 1993 uh, because the girl's five-year-old brother, Austin, set fire to his mom's mobile home with a cigarette lighter, killing the two-year-old. Uh, the mom claimed that her son watched an episode in which the character said fire was fun. And fire became a really bad word on this TV show. And they went through and dubbed it over with other things like fryer instead of fire or anything. But they weren't allowed to say the word fire on MTV. However, the neighbors of this mobile home stated that the family did not even have cable television and would thus be unable to view the show. Um, But anyway, MTV removed the word fire from all episodes that point on. 
What? Because and that's such a good They would word. say, fire, fire, fire. Yeah, and they change like, it to fire, fire, fire. 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 Fire! Shut up, butthead. Shut up, Beavis. <laughs> and then Fire. the next year, uh, an eight-month-old was struck by a bowling ball thrown from an overpass onto a highway in Jersey City. And, hey. of course, this little eight-year-old died. Um, so 18-year-old Calvin J. Settle claimed to have been partially inspired by Beavis and Butthead, influenced by the episode Ball Breakers, in which Beavis and Butthead load a bowling ball with explosives and drop it from a rooftop. Uh, but then it was later revealed by both prosecutors and the defendant that Settle did not have cable TV, nor did he watch the show. Oh, so it's like, God. come on, guys. Like, it didn't work in 1993. It's not going to work in 1994. Like, you can't blame Beavis and Butthead. You can't be poor and blame Beavis and Butthead. That's the lesson here. Uh, <laughs> you have to be able so, to afford basic cable here, you guys. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead were consistently in the news for potentially inspiring all these like horrific acts. So they, they were super controversial. Which I'm sure helped its viewership and made oh, it, of course. you know, made it even more popular. And uh, so, shout, shout out to Jersey City. It's right next to Hoboken. Woo! Yeah. So uh, uh, <laughs> lastly, I just want to say that MTV um, responded not just by removing the word fire from all the broadcasting. Fire! Uh, but responded by uh, broadcasting the program after 11 and including a disclaimer reminding viewers, quote unquote, that... Beavis and Butthead are not real. They are stupid cartoon people completely made up by this Texas guy whom we hardly even know. Beavis and Butthead are dumb, crude, thoughtless, ugly, sexist, self-destructive fools. But for some reason, the little wienerheads make us laugh. Later, this disclaimer changed to, and I quote, Beavis and Butthead are not role models. They're not even human. They're cartoons. Some of the things they do would cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it in another way, don't try this at home. Isn't it sad that MTV had to put this disclaimer because these idiots yeah, people are so were stupid. lying and saying, I committed a crime because I watched a cartoon on MTV. Yeah. Fucking dumbasses. Dumb shit. And, and actually, South Park ended up having a very similar screen. Um, their stuff but it shows like jackass also had to put a disclaimer being like don't fucking send us tapes because we're not reviewing them you idiots like <laughs> we're not gonna put you on the show because you sent me a tape of you jumping off your roof you dumbass like what i know but i think sometimes i think that like beavis and butthead is the reason why we had the show daria and the reason why we have shows like like king of the hill and maybe even family guy but it, it, it was it's it was so crude and obnoxious and stupid that i think that it helped to lead the way um, for a lot of other shows that were a little off color. That's very true. That is very true. However, I take offense with one thing that you said on that list because Family the Guy? show Family Guy was inspired by one thing. Is this number one on my list? And it's called The Simpsons, my the friend. The Simpsons. That show, I don't even know how many seasons at this point it's been on, but it single-handedly uh, helped shape uh, at least 50% of my sense of humor. And God damn, it's funny. It still holds up. Those seasons that were written with Conan O'Brien, man, those are my favorite seasons. Um, but it's still around. There was a movie that was made with it. Uh, it I had the video to, games had on Nintendo. And I remember there was an arcade one that I still see from time to time in arcades where you were 
like fighting like alien is and, and it was like an alien invasion yeah march had like a frying pan right yep yep or uh it wasn't a frying pan. It was the vacuum cleaner. That's what a vacuum was. cleaner. And then Homer would just punch people, but I always wanted to be Homer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was literally just, in my opinion, the greatest cartoon of all time. It inspired so many comedy writers, inspired so many comedians. Uh, you know, the catchphrases at the time when it came out, it was it was one of the more controversial shows on TV. People were blaming yeah. it before. Eat my stuff. shorts. Eat my shorts. You know, it started out just being so controversial. And then it knew that it wasn't it, – it was at least a show that was able to be smart about itself and knew that it was never going to be a South Park uh, when that stuff came out. So then it started being just wacky and knowing that uh, – making fun of their outdated catchphrases. You know what I mean? So – it's a show that's that's very – it's dumb, but it's smart. And Homer Simpson, uh, for example, he's – Homer is based in Homer from the Odyssey. Yeah, same Homer. Oh, really? So, so he's supposed to be like super dumb, but some of the stuff he says is actually super smart. He's quoted like philosophers on the show. He says things that Plato have, has said. But since it's coming from Homer Simpson, people don't catch it. So it's like – He's actually his character is very intelligent, but he's just very stupid. You know what I mean? It's just at its core, he's stupid, but it, he's smart. <laughs> it's a smartly um, designed character. <laughs> they predict the future. God, they've gotten so many things, and I also think it's also because it's been around for so long that you know what I mean. Like if over seven hundred episodes, yeah, like, like seven hundred twenty-five or I don't know something like that. We are uh, nearing one hundred and ten right now, and 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 I gotta say, after like. 75 it started getting challenging for a bit and now we're flowing with ideas again but it definitely gets tough to come up with ideas but at least and you're in a cartoon you can really talk about anything and they're good about uh bringing in pop culture into it so i think it's a show that the the voice actors are still not that old uh they're in like their 40s or 50s so as long as they want to do it they'll probably stay on for as long as they want to be on um Fuck, it's good. Homer I mean, Simpsons if you so host SNL, it's a big deal. But if you're a guest star on The Simpsons, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Michael Jackson was a guest star on The Simpsons. Yeah, and they couldn't pay him enough to to sing, though. They, was, they just paid him to be the voice for the person who sings the song. Like, Lisa, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. It's actually not Michael Jackson. It's just a guy that they got. That was close enough. <laughs> they could afford Michael. <laughs> they could afford his voice, but not his voice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty crazy. And they've gotten so many crazy celebs. They've gotten the Rolling Stones on there. Uh, fuck, what else? Is Donald it? Trump. Donald Trump. Uh, but it's a, I don't know if he actually did a voice though. But he's been on. He's been featured on the show a lot. Uh, Paul McCartney was in it, a bunch of other fucking crazy. I mean, over the years, they've had so many people, but their spoofs were also amazing. Like, uh, their Arnold Schwarzenegger spoof, Rainier Wolfcastle. <laughs> uh, he's like the German actor guy. It's like, uh, he's like kind of stupid, but they do things like an Easter egg thing where they feature little clips of his movies and episodes. And if you actually piece them together, it's like the whole movie. So it's such a good show. Such a good show. Who's the guy that was um, uh, in a wheelchair but super smart? Bill Gates? Uh, Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. 
Yeah, they had him on the show. He was on the show. Bill Gates is Microsoft, man. He's still Oh. <laughs> is he in a wheelchair? No, he's not in a wheelchair. Oh. What? Bill Gates is totally fine. <laughs> oh. Um, but it's not, it's not two Hawkins. geniuses in wheelchairs. I feel like I would remember that. <laughs> Stephen Hawkins is dead, right? Yes. Yes. Rest in peace, Steve Hawkins. Do you he think he it. pooped himself before he was embraced by the arms of Jesus? Oh. When did he not poop himself? That's the question. <laughs> oh, this is, I think this is another stage where I should say no comment. But <gasps> oh. Now, Sorry. here's the thing. I don't think that he could chew either. So I don't know that, you know, if, if he did poop, it's probably like very pasty. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looked like sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> would you eat his poop for a, for all of his fortune? Oh, you bet your ass I would. I would drink it in a smoothie and put a little. Like, yeah, little gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. <laughs> oh god, that's disgusting. I like, Yum. Well, I think it's safe to say that Simpsons is top of the list. Yeah, that would have been mine, but you that's can't. another one that you stole from me. <laughs> you can't bet against the Simpsons. I gotta say, it's the greatest cartoon of all time, and thus it's been able to stand the test of time uninterruptedly for over thirty years. You guys, uh, I'm pretty sure it's even older than I am, or just about as old as I am. So it's definitely like thirty-two years old, at least. Nineteen eighty-nine. 1989, so 33 years old. I'm 34. I was born in 88. Uh, so got to give it to The Simpsons, you guys. Best cartoon of all time. If you don't fucking like it, don't at us, boy, because we still don't have an intern. And uh, we do need to open up the searching app, Mr. Mo, and get ourselves a replacement intern. Uh, there are plenty of things around here that could be done, mostly cleaning and admin things, you know, but, you know. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk. Changing we'll talk. diapers, but you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that gives us uh, our pretty epic list to recount. Number ten was the Jetsons. Number nine, Scooby Doo. Number eight, Ren and Stimpy. Number seven, X Men: The Animated Series. Number six, He Man. Number five, Dragon Ball Z. Number four, Daria. Number three, South Park. Number two, shut up, butthead. Fire, Beavis and Butthead. Fire, fire, fire. Fire's <laughs> number fun. one, this ain't no dough. It's The Simpsons, you guys. Fun fact about The Simpsons, the word dough actually made it onto the dictionary. That's how, that's how fucking epic The dough. Simpsons is. They got a word in the dictionary. I can't tell you that dough pink is. donuts are my favorite because of that show. Oh, Strawberry I know, dude. Frosting. I know. Whenever I see a donut, the Homer Simpson donut, I got to have it. It's like oh, the best. Oh, totes. You have to. So uh, I hope you guys liked our list. Let us know your thoughts on following on all social channels. That's Frat Chat Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Check out our YouTube page, uh, tiny.cc slash Frat Chat Podcast for all kinds of content coming up on that biatch. Also, make sure you give us a follow as well. I'm at Carlos Does the World on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, at Carlos Does World on Twitter. And you can follow my YouTube page as well, tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World. And last but not least, make sure you follow my good buddy Simo over there at Seymour Comedy on that old Twitter machine and Chris.more.comedy on Instagram. Oh, yeah. 
So on that note, Mr. Mo, now that we've given the people another great list of something to know what the epicness of... Actually, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Now that they know what the greatest cartoon of all times are. And you're coughing and dying with your $40 blunt. Get us out of here. Tastes like Fruit Loops. I motion to adjourn this meeting. And I second. La, 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 la. Fire. Fire. We'll be back next week. See ya. Peace. <laughs>